Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. morning. It's Pastor Julie, and we're finishing our series of three simple rules. And this morning we have two scriptures. The first is the book of Jude, verses 20 and 21. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And our second scripture comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we complete our series on John Wesley's three simple rules, we take a look at the third, yet most important and foundational rule, stay in love with God. The first two rules, do no harm and do good, are such that the Christian cannot really live them out without first committing to following this third rule. Wesley defined do no harm as avoiding evil of every kind and to do good as By being in every kind merciful, doing good of every possible sort, as far as possible, to all men. Both are easy enough to understand, but quite challenging to practice and live out in our lives. The third rule for Wesley is stated as attending upon all the ordinances of God. It was put in modern language later as stay in love with God. Ordinances for John Wesley included all those practices that kept the relationship between God and humans vital, alive, and growing. In the Book of Discipline, paragraph 104, he lists them as the public worship of God, the ministry of the Word, either read or expounded, the supper of the Lord, family and private prayer, searching the scriptures, and fasting or abstinence. Today, we call them spiritual disciplines, those practices that teach us to live our lives in harmony with God, deepen our relationship with God, and that become a source of strength as we follow Christ. If we love Jesus and choose to live as he calls us to live, we need the wisdom, guidance, and daily nurturing of the love of God in order to grow into the people God created us to be. It means allowing the Holy Spirit to work within us, to change us, and help us grow in our faith. And it is the practice of those ordinances or spiritual disciplines that keep us in the presence of God, that form and transform us. As we grow in our faith and our relationship with God deepens, we find the strength and courage to go into the world and truly do no harm and do good in all situations to all. But we live in a world that makes many demands on our time and energy. To be successful in our world means dedicating time and effort, doing the hard work of getting the job done, so to speak. Work, families, house and yard maintenance, 
Many activities, especially if you have kids, caring for children or parents, trying to just find a few quiet moments for ourselves to relax, all of these can be so demanding of our time. How do we find time to do what is needed, to stay in love with God, to follow all those spiritual practices or ordinances, as Wesley called them? We do know that God is always with us, that our faith has given us salvation. We do love Jesus, so what more do we need? We have so many responsibilities. What would happen if we neglected them? Would that be a good witness? Let's look at what it means to stay in love with God and why making that our priority in life will not only be the best witness to this hurting world, but will be the catalyst to transform us and the world, giving us all that abundant, joyful life God has been wanting for us, wanting for you all along. Have you ever been in love? I mean, heart-pumpingly, massively smitten. I know I have, and even if that was a long time ago, I still remember how it felt. Being in love is a great feeling. Sometimes when we feel this way and we're lucky enough to feel this kind of love for someone that feels that way about us too, it can result in a marriage proposal. I've presided over quite a few weddings in my time, and it is the usual practice to counsel the couples before the big day. And one of the conversations we usually have involves the feeling of being in love versus the response of loving another person. Just having a warm, fuzzy feeling isn't real love. It's the start of it, but in order to say we're truly in love, there has to be evidence of that love in our words and actions. What do our actions say about how we really feel? And Paul gives us a picture of love in 1 Corinthians, and we've heard it, that love is kind and patient, not rude or arrogant or envious and more. If we want our relationship, whether with a spouse or a friend, to be truly loving, then this is what that love will look like. If we've been in that sort of relationship, we know it's hard work sometimes. It takes time and commitment. It takes compromise and sacrifice. It means putting the welfare of the other person first, forgiving mistakes, and finding ways to speak the truth in love. Certainly, to be in this kind of relationship and be truly loving is to commit to doing no harm and doing good in all situations. Again, easier said than done. But that is how to be loving, to keep love alive in a relationship and help it grow. It's not just saying, I love you. It's demonstrating that love through our words and actions. So going back to my question, have you ever been in love? And how did that feel? When you first decided to put your faith in Jesus, did it feel like falling in love? Were you in love with him? Heart-pumpingly, massively in love. For some people, it would be yes. I'm not sure I felt that way initially, but there have been a couple of moments in my walk with Christ where I really understood what he has done for me when my heart became overwhelmed with joy, kind of like when I fell in love in my younger days. And as John Wesley himself experienced on Aldersgate Street, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I was in love with Jesus because of his love for me. 
that led him to die on the cross so my sins could be forgiven and I could be free. God's grace, that undeserved favor of God, his love poured out for me that I didn't have to earn, that was freely given just because he loves me, opened my heart to love him in return. Now, maybe you haven't had that same heartwarming experience, but that doesn't mean your love for Jesus isn't real. It probably has been in your heart all along, and you have been living in his love ever since. But if we love Christ, really love him, then just like any other loving relationship, the evidence of that love is not the warm, fuzzy feeling, but how we live, how we work to maintain that relationship. We can be fully in love with someone, have a beautiful wedding and a great honeymoon, but true love comes when the honeymoon is over. What do we do to keep love alive in our relationship? In John 21, starting in verse 15, Jesus is talking to Peter after the resurrection. Now, remember that Peter denied Jesus three times before his death, and Jesus now wants to know if Peter really loves him. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs asking twice more, and Peter affirming his love again and again. Jesus tells him, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. No matter what Peter had done in the past, Jesus rose from the dead and gave him new life. The past was gone, and now the love of God has been made complete for Peter and for all of us. And Jesus has only one question. Do you love me? And what does that love look like? What is required? That we put that love into action in the world. He asks us to show our love by caring for those he cares for, those he died for. Jesus tells his disciples that the world will know we are Christians by the love we have for one another. And that love is seen in our care, our compassion, and our commitment to the common good. <clears throat> but how do we stay in love with God? How do we stay connected to the source of our strength? the power that helps us to do no harm and to do good to all people in all situations. Just like any other relationship, it takes work. It takes time and commitment. It has to become a priority. Those spiritual disciplines keep us connected to God, keep us focused on what is truly important in this world. In order to keep this love for Christ alive, we make it a priority to spend time together. Obviously, a marriage would fall apart if they only met up once a week on Sunday for an hour and didn't talk or get together for the rest of the week. Not only does worship help us know God better, but prayer is the number one way to keep our love of Christ alive. Spending time together with him in prayer, setting aside time every day, talking to God throughout the day, being intentional 
just like we would be with our families and friends. Read the scriptures. Our Bible captures the heart of God, gives us insight into who God is and how a follower of Christ should live. If we aren't connecting to and studying the written word of God, how can we grow in our faith? I think about people using Ancestry.com to study their families and the amazing insights they get into their own lives and knowing their families of origin better. The same happens when we dig into scripture, the love story of God for his people. We develop deeper insights, learn about his grace and love, and it helps keep us in love with God as we learn all he has done and continues to do for us. Being with other Christians in worship, in studies, in fellowship, and connecting with our brothers and sisters around the world helps us by giving us a connection to something larger than ourselves, realizing that God has given us the gift of friendship and community, that we share something in common, and this helps us see all people in a new way. And there are other ways to learn more, to stay in love with God as we listen to Christian podcasts, Christian music, really pay attention to the words of those old hymns and hear the story of God's incredible love for us. God has given us also what we call means of grace, the ways God shares his love and grace with us throughout our lives. We have the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion, Baptism is our wedding with Christ, so to speak, where we commit to that relationship. And Jesus not only gives us freedom from sin and death, but gives us the Holy Spirit, the power to overcome, the power to do anything Jesus calls us to do, like do no harm and do good. We become one with Christ and one with all other Christians in the world, past, present, and future. The Holy Spirit empowers us to walk in the way of righteousness and live in the paths of justice. We have a bond with Christ, and he lives in us. Holy communion is the way God continues to nurture our relationship, giving us food for the journey as we remember what Christ has done for us. His love in action, that love that never ends. Other spiritual disciplines include fasting, taking the Sabbath, going on retreats, serving others in the name of Christ, giving to the needy and the poor, visiting the sick and those in prison. So many ways to nurture our relationship with the one who created us and loves us more than we can ever possibly understand. Just like any other love relationship, we can have times when we feel so in love and other times when we doubt that love. It happens to us with God too. It's a normal human thing. Even John Wesley struggled with times of doubt and fear. We will all have highs and lows, but the vows we make at our baptism help us keep moving forward through those doubts and fear. We cannot keep our relationship strong without practicing these disciplines. It would be like walking out of a marriage, giving up. Remember, love is not a feeling, it's what we do. When we face a crisis, we could turn away 
or we can dig in and talk to God. Let him know how we feel and work through those disciplines no matter what we feel at the time. God never lets us go. God always loves us and shows us that love in so many ways. It is by staying in love with God, working to maintain this most important relationship, no matter what, that will get strength for the day, power to overcome, and the means to do the hard work of doing no harm and doing good to everyone in all the ways we can. We can't do it on our own. It is only by the grace and love of God that we can do anything at all. We love because he first loved us. Stay in love with God. Do the hard work of practicing the spiritual disciplines. They will be different for each of us. No one has to do them all. Discover what works for you. But all of us should be spending time in prayer. Start by committing to prayer every day, and from there find ways to go deeper. Fall in love with God again. Make the time, because the rewards we get from this loving relationship will make everything better and maybe even easier, but always more joyful and peaceful. Stay in love with God. Do whatever it takes to keep your relationship with God vital, alive, and growing. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Amen.